to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well a couple of days after Roma losing Bergamo to Atalanta to continue their pretty horrendous slide at the moment. I, Andy and I will get into their terrible form and what in the world is going on with Roma at this very moment. It's just been such a terrible period. It's been very, very hard to get enthusiastic about anything. And then you couple that with the incredible, really, we have to admit it, success of Lazio. And uh, yeah, not exactly the best moment uh, to be a Roma supporter, but um, we will get through it. And hopefully Andy and myself, we can at least keep you mildly entertained uh, during this very rough patch. But very quickly, have to mention our wonderful patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to get early access to the podcast, extra episodes of the podcast, and join our wonderful uh, patron-only WhatsApp group, you can go to patreon.com slash Press. A couple of other items. I know the the way we've been producing and getting these podcasts out over the last month has been very chaotic. I would say before that well over the course of a year year and a half we were pretty consistently doing monday and thursday that is completely on me um over the last month i have been in the process of moving and then on top of that i have been in between italy twice i i can't even begin to name the amount of miles i have racked up from the airlines but uh finally 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 things are starting to settle. So uh, we will be getting back to our regularly scheduled programming of two episodes per week. It's not going to be one per week anymore. So we will get more content out to you um, ASAP. So thank you for the support during this last month. As I said, it's been absolutely chaotic and I apologize for the lack of episodes during that time. Um, I'm going to bring Andy on momentarily but real quickly, just wanted to talk about um, this this terrible period with Roma. It's really, really hard to wrap your mind around. Um, I've redid this introduction or this early part of the podcast. I've redone it a couple times. I had the episode ready. And then as I was about to press publish, there was a report from Eleonora Trotta of Il Messaggero who... She reported that uh, Roma uh, manager Paolo Fonseca had sort of a, a showdown. The way the word the the word they use in Italian it, it literally translates to confrontation, which which generally gives it more more of a negative connotation. But it, it's more so just like a summit or a face to face meeting with uh, the senior the senatori of Roma, who and the players apparently, according to her report reiterated that the problems that they're having currently in this very rough moment have to do with tactics and don't have anything to do with mentality, which is something Paolo Fonseca has alluded to a number of times, not only in the loss against Sassuolo or Bologna, but he did it again um, after the loss against Atalanta, which my biggest issue at this moment is probably two or threefold. First, I think Fonseca has not done a good job in adjusting. Listen, when the Roma had their injuries earlier in the year, we couldn't help but praise Fonseca for the amount of adjustments, adjustments, uh, both tactically and technically, that he made. But I don't think he's doing that now. 
And I think Roma are suffering as a result. And I think there's been a lack of responsibility on his part. And I would like to see him step up and raise his hand a little bit and say, you know what? Yes, I have to be better. Other than that, obviously, the injuries. I I know it seems like an easy excuse, but I still maintain that Roma's best 11, when healthy, are in the top three or four in all of the city. I don't think there's really any debate in regards to that. Now, obviously, the best 11 includes Nicolo Zaniolo. It includes the likes of Amadou Diawara, who both are injured. Now, spoke to a member of the entourage of Diawara uh, earlier today, and this was a few hours after good friend Filippo Biafora of Il Tempo reported that uh, Diawara has returned to group training, and after uh, roughly half an hour after he reported that, uh, Diawara in the afternoon session was indeed training partially with the group. As I said, though, I spoke today to a member of Diawara's entourage and he reiterated to me that there is not a fixed date for the return of the midfielder. They haven't said we're going to have him return by the 28th of February. That has not been the case. They are going to ease him into group training. They're going to see how he feels and then Diawara, his entourage, the player, the manager, the medical staff, they are all going to make a decision as to when to bring him back into the fold. Um, However, it was reiterated to me that they don't expect this to go beyond two weeks. So today is the 18th of February, well, practically the 19th of February, now very early in the morning. Um, I would expect Diawara returns within the next 10 to 14 days, which um, I think Roma are going to be extremely conservative with him. He tore his lateral meniscus. They obviously chose not to have surgery done. So I think Roma want to be especially conservative in their approach with him, and they're going to ease him in very slowly back into the team, which is obviously the right thing to do. So uh, Andy and I will get into that. We'll get into the match against Bergamo in just a moment here. Uh, So let me get Andy on here now. Not good in Bergamo. My issues, we can get into those in just a moment here. I posed this to our Patreon WhatsApp group. Is Paulo Fonseca under discussion right now? Did you see my reaction? I'm uh, my my reaction is um, a definite no. I would like for him to take a bit more responsibility because I don't know if anybody caught his comments after the match. He thought Roma t- Roma played relatively well. I, I I would agree with that they played well for 45 minutes. I would not call that performance playing well by any means, though. I thought especially the first 20 minutes of the second half were some of the worst, most chaotic that we've seen. It reminded me, Andy, of the old Roma. Uh, Very panicked, very little character, very little maturity. Those first 20 minutes of the second half, in my opinion, were pathetic. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's... um... I think I think basically that's that's the Roma version that we've come to know whenever we face Atalanta, which is upsetting. I would say that he was correct in assessing that this game was a much better performance than what we've seen against Sassuolo and uh, against Bologna. Definitely, this was an improvement considering the opponent that you were facing. And in in the first in the first half, it, it seemed like you had you had Atalanta figured out. 
And it, it seemed like Gasperini didn't really know how to respond to uh, um, the the way Roma had managed to to keep up with them. And then in the second half, it just you know it, everything starts from individual mistakes, and then it it just spreads over the the group. And um, that's the problem here is that we let individual mistakes become. The pivotal points of games, and uh, we've we've lost so many games this season. Um, we've lost so many points this season due to individual mistakes that were just crucial. And it it, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that you know uh, a play by Pellegrini becomes a, a goal uh, in favor of Atalanta, or that you know Spinazzola um, makes a mistake in in marking his man and. That's that's that um, because you ca- you cannot afford and obviously those individual mistakes like Spinazzola not properly marking his man they stem from mistakes of the team. Um, there, there there is a lot to work on and I we 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 recorded a podcast that didn't air because of some technical issues unfortunately and we said it uh, we d- I I I I did not expect a result honestly against Atalanta and and neither did you so it's it was a it was a game that I could smell a mile away and I even tweeted out that in the first half I never for a second believed that uh, we would win this game even when we were one up I could feel that Atalanta would come back into that second half and and just dominate, and that's what they did. Yeah, well, let's talk about one of the, I would say we could call them the divisive players on the evening, um, because I, in, in fairness, maybe I even contributed to it a little bit, but he was really, really bad, and he's been really, really bad for almost two months now. Lorenzo Pellegrini, I don't know what to make of him. He's still relatively young, but he has gone missing, Andy, for, like I said, two months now. We haven't seen him since that match against Fiorentina. He was, without question, in my opinion, the worst man on the pitch. He got just about everything that you could have wanted from him wrong. Oh, I can't even, I lost count of the number of balls he lost. I think even if you saw snippets of the match, you didn't watch the entire thing. I think that'll be one of the things that stuck out to you most, how often he was losing the ball. Um, And the problem is, and I I, I understand this argument, but who are the real alternatives to him? Zaniolo, injured. Pastore, we could call it injured, but he's more so in a coma. I mean, this guy is, he's half dead. You don't really have an alternative unless you move Mkhitaryan to behind Dzeko, keep Perotti out wide, right? I mean, we're just going to have to live with him sort of going through this difficult period. Or do you think moving Mkhitaryan centrally is something that should be considered? No, I listen. Uh, it's it's a weird spell that, uh, and, and and he's a weird player, uh, Pellegrini. Because remember, in in his first year at Roma, there was very little of positives to to say about him, and I I remember. I, I remember how critical you were of him and and very and, yeah and and then and then you know in in that last year of uh, of uh, Di Fran- under Di Francesco um, he had some good really good moments and then injuries again because he's had that problem with his foot um, and now this season there were some games where 
he was brilliant and the whole team was 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 going strong and the whole team was working but i've come to realize that so far he's not the player that will elevate the team even in the worst moment meaning even when the team is having an absolute shit show that player is performing no with pellegrini it's the opposite when the team is sinking he's sinking even lower and you know that's it's so weird because i could even give you the example of diawara diawara and even the some of our bad games and some of our losses uh, most recently i think it was against juventus he was the standout and he no matter what he still performed he was one of the few positives in 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 those games pellegrini on the other hand he's supposed to be you know there's that's again that's the worst thing that can happen to a player at Roma is when they get labeled you know as the romano romanista and the <laughs> the the kid from the block you know from the, the his boyhood club and that's the worst because then there's so much pressure you expect him to be class game in game out and you know make a difference and right now he's not making a difference or rather he's making a difference but on the negative side because against Atalanta I don't you know I I can make a case that without him on the pitch we we could have maybe pulled it off at least with a point um but he was so bad that we were we were playing uh, uh, as an inferior side just by having him there I don't really know again this is the third loss in in a row is this a quality problem is this a tactical and a technical problem I I still can't I mean, we all know how poorly this new year has started for Roma. We don't have to go through the losses, the performances, so on and so forth. Four points in seven games. Yeah, I, I, I mean, but what is it though? I, I can't, I, I can't put my finger on it because yeah. you could point to a number of things. You could point to individuals. I, I really don't know what we can blame this on. Part of me says, okay, it's a little bit of everything. Um, I don't know if you felt this way, but. Watching Atalanta in Roma, it just felt like Roma in terms of quality were two or three notches below. Yeah, or, or you don't you you don't think that? You you know what I to me organization is key, and uh, I mean you know you have these teams like Atalanta or Lazio this year most notably. They don't they don't have you know incredible players at every position. I mean Lazio is still playing with Lulic. Um, you know, up until a, a year ago or something, Marusic wasn't that big, and, and you you know, you Lazzari uh, at at his time, Spal he was impressive, but to an extent, um, and same goes for so many players at Atalanta at Atalanta, and uh, what they have is organization, and we can't seem to find consistency in our organization, and with this team, it's. Any negative moment right now, um, which wasn't the case in the beginning of the season. Remember when we were making the case for Fonseca really being the motivator of a team that despite all the injuries, he still, you know, he reinvented Mancini as a midfielder. Um, The team was pulling in great performances um, and there was a lot of huge work rate. Um, in, in some of our best games this season. But now, in this second half, we can't find the balance. It seems like we, we got really rattled by some of the key injuries in Diawara, in Zagnolo, 
in 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 the lack of really valid uh, uh, options um that anything can just puts us off balance and so you go up against atalanta at their home you know in their home turf uh, you go in for halftime on one up and and a, a team of the caliber of roma would normally you know pull it off and and feel extra motivated and you know play the second half as if they have something to prove as if they want to score one more or two more and roma just didn't have that um atalanta was hungrier i i could i could i could smell the loss and that's that's what happened and the two goals that atalanta scored were totally preventable but those are signs of a team that is just not there uh, in terms of organizations, in terms of mentality. I know that Fonseca and Paul Lopez had said contrasting things. Um, one said that it's not a mental problem and the other one said it's a mental problem. To me, that's, you know, it, it, it's a whole... It's a whole canvas of problems. And um, that's why, I, I you know, it, it, this team has the perfect opportunity against the lesser side in Lecce to get back on 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 their feet and a normal team would do it will Roma do it I I I really don't know because the 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 Roma team we've seen for the past few weeks will struggle with most teams uh, of Serie A one of the things that came out were some funny quotes from Palotta for the first time in like 3 months he climbed there's that meme <laughs> of that of that guy who like climbs out of the sewer and he looks all dusty <laughs> yes yeah 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 the guy from the from new york yeah <laughs> so that, that's what palotta speaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what uh palotta talking about this reminds me of because he's gone um did you just compare your good friend palotta to a crack addict never i would never do that um <laughs> remember we're on his payroll so i have to exactly talk kindly um <laughs> So he, he he says that, um, you know, the, the negotiations for the sale of the club are not impacting the results of the play on the pitch. Whether or not that's true remains to be seen. We have that. We have rumors of Petraki being linked with a potential exit from Roma. We have people immediately after the match calling for Spalletti to return and replacing the E with the number three to mark his third time. What the hell is going on? This feels like a complete and total capitulation. Uh, wh- what do you just make of this entire moment? Because nobody would have pictured this moment three months ago when Roma had all those injuries and they were playing so, so freaking well against everybody. Udinese. Uh, they were getting results against Milan with Javier Pastore. Napoli. Uh, that's Napoli. I mean, that seems like I can't even believe it's the same season. It seems like a distant memory. Yeah, well, you know, it's to to me the the epitome of uh, what what which most uh, foreign fans don't don't realize of the ambiente romano uh, is are the, all those all those headlines and all those rumors that come out of after these games. Where uh, today, one of the funniest ones was an article that stated that Petrachi is considering an exit, and they already had like four names ready as a substitute which is ridiculous and then everybody who pretends they know something about you know who who Dan Friedkin prefers as a sporting director which is even more uh, why well, laugh because it was the same people that 
Pataki called out exactly. three days early. That's that's the thing. Those are the same people who, after he called them out, they said, "Whoa, why would he do that? What is he talking about? Bullshit! What kind of bullshit is he talking about? We we don't publish bullshit." And you know, today all the headlines was nothing but so. You know, this is a, a crazy season, but it was expected. And it was, you know, this, some people like to call it the year zero. To me, it's still not a year zero. It's close, but it's not there. A year zero would be to just scrap all the dead weight, meaning. Yeah, Fazio, that's like 2011, is, 2012 with Enrique. That's yes, a year zero. That's a year zero. That's where you start. So. This was always going to be a mixed bag. So on one hand, you 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 bring in all these new talents. On the other hand, you you don't have enough money to you know pro- get a proper replacement for Jeco. You get an extension for Kolarov. You get an extension for Fazio. Um, you still have Perotti on, on the payroll. You still have Juan Jesus on the payroll. You still have Pastore. It's not gonna be a year zero with that. And, you know, you put that together with injuries and whatnot. And it's, you know, the collapse at some point was inevitable. To me, that was, it's always like that. In every Roma season, there is a moment of collapse. The the important thing is that there is also a moment of recovery. And there is so many, you know, there's there's so many opportunities out there for Roma to do it. It's just that. Right now, they don't look up to to the challenge. Um, I I really don't know. It's been it's been weird. Um, definitely to all the rumors about you know Fonseca being you know uh, uh, looked upon uh, uh, and you know is he is he worth sacking now? Is it does it make sense? Can we have this talk? Um, I I say no. You, you you with a coach like that who clearly has an idea of what he wants to do and doesn't have the tools. You give him time because th- this is not the problem of the coach. This is a much larger problem. It's, it's this is this year is an accumulation of all the problems from previous years, and eventually with the imminent sale of the club, it's it's a culmination. So it, it was bound to implode, and so far it did. I understand that Lazio are are having a brilliant season, but. You know, there is no shame in having a, a, a year like this if it means that in the long term you find some good solutions. That's the most important part for me. Yeah, I completely agree. And unlike some, I, I don't think the Champions League is completely out of the question yet. Let's see what happens to Atalanta once the Champions mm. League restarts. Mm. Um, now, again, Roma, they're <laughs> playing in the Europa League, so that, that might affect them even worse. Um, but there's there's still a lot of time. If this was April, obviously I would be panicking, but there's still time for Roma to recover. Um, we'll keep our fingers crossed. They have the Europa League this week, then they have Lecce. Uh, let, let's just see what happens because I do think if there is a moment to turn around, it has to be now. Um, it can't be in another month. But you, but you month think you think that Atalanta can slow down? You 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 think that? Yeah, can I happen? do. Yeah, I mean it's six points. It's not it's not nine or ten. Hmm. Um, if it was close to double digits, I would say, okay. Um, I still maintain, and I said this in our Patreon, uh, group chat, when you take Roma's best 11, their best 11, when they're all available, they are without question, one of the three or four best in the city. Ah, I don't I think agree. there's any doubting that. Oh yeah. But obviously the problem is they don't have their best 11 and they still have to find what, 
uh, they still have to find the best solutions and alternatives to what their best 11 is. So we'll be back later in the week. Obviously, we'll discuss Europa League, uh, Lecce. Hopefully, Roma are able to uh, turn some things around here in the short term. So as always, thank you so, so much for listening. And until next time, everybody. Ciao. Ciao.